welcome to the Doubt Every Thought podcast, showing you the simple way of returning to God through forgiveness, prayer, and doubting every thought. If you're looking for peace in life and want to know what God really is about, you've come to the right spot. I wish you well, and let's get this episode started. Alrighty, everybody, welcome to the Doubt Every Thought podcast. This is episode number 13. We are being graced with the presence of one of my good friends, recent friends, a son of God. His name is Samuel, and he's been really just uh, super busy. He has a hyper busy schedule these days, and so I'm really grateful he could come on. But um, hey, Samuel, thanks for calling in, and thanks for um, you know being able to come on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Hey, what's up, Jacob? <laughs> uh, man, I, I appreciate you, like... Um, building me up that I'm like super busy. <laughs> That's not not most days, but uh, some days I am. Yeah, I think. Uh, work, but you know, just to give some reference, Samuel has a uh, auto detailing business called, I believe it's SCLA Auto Detail. Is that right, Sam? Yes. Awesome. And I gotta say, on Twitter, no, it's on Instagram. When I go on Instagram and I see the feeds and I see the work that he does, it's on point. So if anybody. Uh, Anybody's looking to get their car detailed and need somebody they can actually trust, Samuel's your guy, so totally go do that. <laughs> we gotta get those yeah, plugs thanks, in man. there, man. <laughs> yeah, plug, plug. <laughs> gotta plug that business. But the the reason why I'm yeah. having Samuel on, reason why I'm having all these other people on is, you know, during the week I kind of do my own solo podcast where I talk about different um, different concepts. Like yesterday we talked about a father's love and how it's so different compared to um, what we think love is today, but that's kind of one way of revealing what being a man, man of God, son of God, how it takes to wake up all that jazz. But, you know, I'm just one person, JLP is one person, uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, and we're all just one people along our own spiritual path. And I kind of thought we should really be talking to other people who have woken up who are normal because most of the time when you go to churches and you talk to a quote-unquote religious person you know they're very uh i don't know i guess weird is the right word where you don't want to be like them at all and so it's great when i can actually talk to somebody who's normal and at jesse lee peterson's church which is called bond there's a lot of really based people and um samuel's one of them so maybe samuel i know i haven't really given much details about who you are what you do um maybe you can just kind of talk about yourself kind of before maybe when you woke up give people an idea of like who you are in a way like how old you are what do you do where do you live whatever you want to reveal so my name is Samuel I grew up in South Central Los Angeles I started following Jesse probably like around the start of the coronavirus so that was like uh, when was that that February I think or January time frame uh, no, I think it was like late March. Oh, late wow. March, you're a recent early April. You're a recent guy who woke up. Wow. Yeah, I think I started listening to his church sessions around mid April. Nice. No, you know what? April, May, May, like late April, early May. Yep. that's amazing. And just yes. just for reference, JLP, Jesse Lee Peterson, you know, he has his talk show host, which is actually he has a talk show called JLP Talk. Um, where he does commentary. He's basically the news, you know, Monday through Friday. Uh, but also he has a church called Bond, right? Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And uh, what's the saying? Uh, rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. That's uh, uh, what they, they're all about. And I went to Bond as well, I think in January, you know, all wearing a suit and tie, you know, thinking I had to be holy to show up to church. <laughs> So it was definitely a good time. So, so you found JLP in March timeframe, which was only about six months ago. Was it, did you find him through kind of the, the whole YouTube channels, you know, get a job and savage moments or how did you kind of find him? I found him because one of my great friends, Eric, um, he sent a video in the group chat that uh, me and my friends are in. And um, he sent a video, and I believe it was 
him talking to like one of those uh black liberals that are like super into their blackness interesting and he was like just talking to him and telling him you know <clears throat> racism doesn't exist um any man with anger is a woman and all that stuff was shocking to me and i was like whoa i didn't even know what to think but i just as soon as i was hearing those things i knew there was some truth to all of that so i just kept on listening no i totally agree like when i first heard jesse lee peterson say you know do you have anger and the guy's like well you know from time to time and he's like so what does it feel like to be a woman <laughs> like I've, <laughs> I've never heard a man in my life say something like that and yeah. it blew it blew the socks off you know socks off my white feet <laughs> I, I just did not know how to handle that and for me since then I watched all those savage moments and that's just really interesting how it seems like a lot of people find him through different ways but it's kind of you know the the saying I think that Jesse has and other has well that God has is you know many are called few are chosen right like your friend set out that link to everybody but for some reason it really resonated with you did did you kind of feel attracted to that energy in some way or was it more just you found it interesting you just went down that path and you know find yourself six months later being a son of God <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that I was immediately attracted to that because throughout my whole life I have always been searching for something um, right. and I didn't know what I guess it was God or enlightenment or totally Jesus or whatever you want to call it Right. I was always searching and I think um, to, to get a little ahead of the conversation because it just hit me that it's really a father's love that I was uh, looking for. Totally. Because um, I, I didn't grow up with my dad. Um, he left my mom. And I grew up without my dad. So prior to, to finding Jesse, I was in probably the most fallen state that I had ever been like I was uh, depressed sad all the time um yeah just just looking for something similar with me too um I was searching all my life to fill in that gap and I, I still had my father in my life but it was like it was an inverted spiritual thing you know so it's kind of like the father's love like you said it I had the man's love but not a father's love you know it wasn't the the type of patient firm guidance that God really is and what you're saying is totally true about that whole idea of um, just searching for it and I think yeah. I think everybody's searching for it you know we we sometimes you know we're looking for material things or in that fallen state just trying to fill those gaps but I think at the core, it's just everyone's looking for that spiritual, really just that father's love that you just mentioned. You know, yeah, it's super important, man. And so that's actually great. I mean, you kind of talked about kind of like your life before. You felt lost. You were just kind of doing stuff. You're believing your thoughts, right? You know, you're, oh, you're doing great or you're doing horrible. Yes. You know, that's been my story too. And you kind of made a good point about your father is that your father didn't your physical father didn't leave you he actually just left your mama right that's uh yeah. that's a common thing maybe you know i'm not sure if there's really anything to talk about there but for a lot of people they assume that there's like deadbeat dads who don't want to be around their kids and yeah that's a yeah go for that's it, a big problem that's a big like problem in today's uh society is that they make it seem like the fathers are the problem yeah they make the fathers see um seem like they don't love their children or they don't want to be around the children but in reality they do want to be around the kids 
and it's really they don't want to be around the wife because they bonded in a fallen state they bonded in hell you know and it's it, it is the man's responsibility to not do that you know it's for us to lead but for many men they don't know that yeah and, and it's and i believe also is because men we've uh the the past few generations have been raised one without fathers so we don't have that well one without strong fathers strong men so we don't know what it means to be a man and how to do things the right way so then you have generations of men that you know uh are weak so then they get into relationships with women have children yep with them and before they're even married they just have they're having sex uh before they're even married to the woman so it's not real love it's just uh they think it's love because of the sex so the man is like addicted to the sex and the woman controls the man with the sex yep. but in reality she hates him for it and then it's just it's just a mess so it's all hell and then unfortunately the kids um suffer for that exactly you know exactly so. that's actually a good point i'm gonna put in some transition music right now we'll be right back and we'll actually talk about that more i think we could talk about what a father's love actually is, so we'll be right back. And we are back now. Like that transition, Sam? <laughs> so yeah. That was welcome to the uh, the magic of podcasting where I can manipulate everything. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's actually a really good point, Samuel. You're saying we don't, we're given this, I guess, fake, the thing I remembered or that came to mind when you talked about a father's love and how we think sex is love, right? Um, yeah. And what I've realized is the whole idea that, you know, the devil can quote scripture, the devil can imitate God in a certain way. And I think my perspective is that up to this point, um, people have been hoodwinked by that whole imitation of love, and they think it's the physical thing. They think it's the acts that you do. They think it's um, love is something that's created between man and woman. You know, that's like synergy, kind of like a nuclear. They come together, and then all this energy happens. But yeah. all that is, I believe, just kind of Satan making you believe the suggestions, the thoughts that he tries to um, tempt you with, and of course, when man gives into that temptation, then inverts that spiritual order. Now the woman is your God and all hell just breaks loose. You know, it's, yep. it's just amazing to me. And so, you know, it's clear to me that's what kind of, I guess, this world's love is. That's how they perceive it. But I just talked about it yesterday about what a father's love is. And I was kind of wondering what you thought a father's love is. Man, that's a, such a great question. It's a father's love to me is like how God loves his children. Yeah. Um. It's, and I guess I'll just use an example because besides that, I can't really explain it. It it's it's indescribable to me. It it doesn't feel like anything to me. Is is just good point. Peace. Yeah. But to describe it, it's like. I like to use that story in the Bible and I'm not even sure what page it is or what book. Me neither. <laughs> but it's where, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it's a story of a, a father that has two sons and one of them is really like uh, obedient to the father, right? He like works with him all the time. Yeah. He follows his dad's orders. And then the other one rebels and leaves his father's home and then, then like some time passes and that rebel son he comes back and when he comes back his father is like oh my god my son is back and he celebrates and he 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 tells his his obedience son he's like get me our best cow the fattest one we're gonna kill it today we're yeah. gonna have a great feast invite everybody because my son is back and the 
the uh, obedient son is like, what the, why, <laughs> why are you being so like happy that he's back? He left. Like I was here working with you this whole time. Yeah. And he's like, no, that's that was my lost son. And he's back now. That's and great. that just to me is like a perfect, um, I guess, example of, of, of a father's love is that it's no matter what you do, um, he, he your father always loves you. Like yeah. he's not going to hold nothing against you. And that's just how God works to me. Yeah, no, I, I think it's the prodigal son something like that. Um, oh, yeah. The story I love that story son. because... I remember when I first heard that story, I misinterpreted it as like dad's a beta and, uh, you know, the son who sticked around is really the good son. And that's when I was in my fallen state. That's how I interpreted it. Right. Cause I didn't want to, mm-hmm. I was judging the son who went out, um, to try to fulfill himself in the physical world. And then now that I read that story, I totally agree with you on the same, it's the same exact thing. You know, the father, you know, the God that's within all of us, um, he's always there for you. It's kind of like the analogy I gave is um, like a kid learning how to walk. You know, a mother, when a kid stands up, the mother's getting all nervous and scared. And the kid tries to take the first step and falls over. And the mother will rush over there and try to coddle them and make sure they don't cry. All that jazz. And many times kids, when they see they're everyone else panicking they begin to panic you know then they start crying and that's like satan's love where it's always present it's always pushy it's always trying to make you do something and always trying to make you be in your imagination but the story of the prodigal son is more like having a father who's there encouraging you he wants the best for you but he's not going to do the walking for you you know he's always there and he's always going to forgive you if you Uh, do something horrible you can always come back to him and I think that's exactly how I see it too where he's just hanging out JLP has a funny analogy of it you know Jesus and God are drinking coffee with their giant plasma TV just flipping the channel being like oh look at Samuel oh okay he's believing his thoughts again okay well good luck to him I hope he comes back (laughs) you know and then when then when you forgave your mother and father um and then when you started doubting every thought and doing the morning and night prayer um then he gets all excited god's just like yes he's back you know (laughs) exactly but he's he's not like that's that's what i tell people yeah that's what i tell people bro like um god when when you return to god God isn't going to be like, oh, you were doing all that. Who do you think you are? (laughs) Like, God is like, welcome back, son, daughter. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad to have you here. Exactly. Now now it's just amazing. But the other thing is the God that a lot of people think is like judgmental. That's really Satan. That's the devil, you know, and and there is two gods um, yeah. You could either serve one or two gods, like how Jesse says. You either serve God or you serve the devil. Totally so, agree. You know, yeah, the, the devil is real, and God is real too. I think that's 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 a really good point. How we'll we'll do transition out again. We'll actually talk about the devil now uh, on the next part because that's you're doing a great job on all the transitions, Samuel. You're making it easy. <laughs> so everybody, we'll be right back with the Doubt Every Thought podcast. Alrighty, and we're back for part number three, the interview with the great Samuel, who has SCLA Auto Detail for all your vehicle needs. And um, Samuel and I, we, we were just talking about different topics, but this one in particular, uh, Samuel, you had mentioned, you know, Satan's real and God's real. And that's what kind of blows my mind is a lot of people, even when they begin to wake up, they may um, try to anthropomorphize you know they'll, they'll say okay the thoughts in my head i'll imagine that it's satan but they don't actually believe and know that it really is satan talking to you in your head you know that's it's this actual thing spiritual thing talking to you 
Um, and on the other side, you have kind of God who doesn't talk to you through your head, right? It's the voiceless voice that's within. And it has that father's love that's just waiting for you to realize that Satan's a dummy and you got to stay away from him. Um, and that's been my experience. You know, I, I thought for the longest time, of course, because I thought, you know, believe in my thoughts. Um, I thought Satan was kind of this, I don't know, made up entity that wasn't real. You know, I was believing the thoughts and you know, I'm just like, okay, I just have these negative thoughts. I'll purge them. And then I would purge them. And then I would have these positive thoughts, I'd believe them, and then the negative ones would slip in behind. You know, it's and once I realized I had to forgive and I had to doubt every thought and I did that, like now I'm in that peaceful state. But I think it's just very interesting to see the world in this spiritual sense. And I'm kind of wondering from your perspective, you know, you're in that fallen state, you know, you're believing your thoughts versus now. You know, Jesse talked about this idea of uh, it's all spiritual. It's not physical. And I, I was kind of wondering if you kind of saw it that way too, or like, what do you think the material world is? And like, is it really all spiritual to you now? Um, it definitely is. Uh, like Jesse says, and I see it for myself, uh, we're spirits and the devil and God, it's, it's spirits. So the devil the devil's spirit and his nature is uh, that of thinking that he's above God. Right. And, you know, that, that nature causes us in the fallen state when we're under the influence of his of the devil's spirit is to judge others like if we're God. Exactly. I think um, that's a good point. And we judge ourselves. Yeah. That's a real yeah. good point about how really the main sin is you think you're your own God, right? Or in reality, you're believing the thoughts from Satan that tell you that you can judge someone, you know, it's best. Like you're the one who has the right perspective. Um, and that judgment isn't just on other people. It's also on yourself. You know, many times, yes. many times you'll judge yourself as good or bad and then you'll get depressed. Sorry, I just had a lot of coffee. <laughs> you'll get depressed or you'll get uh, super excited. And if you really start believing all those thoughts, you, that's where mental illness comes from because it's a roller coaster, man. It's meant to, yeah. meant to pull you away. Yeah, it meant to pull you away. And, and like, um, I always got to shout out Jesse because Jesse is, um, he's amazing. Like, uh, the things he says is, is so true. It is. Um, one of the things he says is like um man i honestly i forgot what i was gonna say but <laughs> don't <laughs> but worry but yeah the, the the devil is real like god is real so you know forgive your parents <laughs> and do all that <laughs> no no my bad man i totally forgot because i know what you mean i totally forgot what i was gonna say it'll come back to it, me though. it always will yeah but i i know exactly what you mean for jlp like the thing for me is how simple it is. Like, it's not like this complex thing where I need to understand all of Satan's tools and weapons he's going to use against us, you know, to, to tempt you, whether it's tempting through the thoughts in your head or even tempting through a woman who's brought to you or your mother or your father. You know, you just kind of realize that you're either a son of God or you're a son of Satan. And that's really it. And most people are in the latter category and it's not judgment on them. It's just, they believe their thoughts. They think they know what's best for themselves and that's really it. And so it's just amazing to me as I continue on this journey and wake up, you just realize how simple life is. And I guess that's kind of transitioning to something I wanted to ask you is, you know, before, before you were waking up, you know, you probably had a certain way of living life. You know, I'm not sure if life felt simple or not, but in that fallen state, did you, did you ever really experience peace in your life? Was that something in that fallen state you could experience from time to time? Or did you ever, did you never have peace compared to now? You know, where are you at now and how amazing it is? Or if you still struggle with things from time to time, like how are you kind of handling that stuff? Man, that's, that's an amazing question. Amazing. Hey y'all, uh, Jacob, 
he white and he got some amazing questions <laughs> his podcast is great but uh to answer his question when i was in the fallen state and this made me remember what i was gonna say is that Go for it. the devil builds you up just to let you down yeah with your thoughts yeah It'll, he'll build you up to let you down and then take you down to build you up and you're like in a roller coaster right That's exactly right so, yeah yep so when i was in a fallen state i never had perfect peace like i have now i was always not always but i was sad depressed or if i was gonna go somewhere i would have anxiety um not not where it would cripple me you know like oh i can't go out i can't do this right but and I'm sure a lot of people around me, they wouldn't even have ever thought that I was going through that. But it was, um, it was just like, it, it, it was, it was like anxiety, depression, sadness. And I didn't know how to, how to get over that. Yep. And I just, I, I didn't exactly even know it was mean. possible to get, yeah, I didn't know it was possible to get over. And then now, since I've been born again of God's spirit. I have no fear in every situation. I don't think into the future with anxiety. Right. I just leave it up to God because all all we have is today. And I don't look to the past anymore. Yeah. I'm just here in this moment, you know, living my life and just using that attitude of waiting and seeing what the next moment will bring and my life is amazing yeah man that's for anybody looking to wake up that's that's the testament that really matters right it's it's not like you think you're better than somebody and you're doing like holy water stuff every day and you got to convince yourself of this it's you go and forgive your parents for making you resent them as a child and then god forgives you and it's unbelievable the change I know exactly what you're saying. Like when you go to a party, you know, you're always wondering about that. Um, maybe not consciously, but this passive human hierarchy. I think that was a biblical question last week. You know, what does human rank mean to you? And that was such a good point because when I would go out to parties or go out, hang with, hang out with people, I'm always wondering what they're thinking. I'm believing my thoughts about what they're thinking about me. And it would just drive me insane. And then I would get depressed or I'd be judgmental. Or I'd be on the other side where I'd have to drink alcohol or uh, do certain drugs to be normal, so, so-called so normal. But now on the other side, it's exactly what you said. It's this, it's, it's really hard to describe how peaceful life is. You know, you still have thoughts always trying to bombard you. You know, they're always, Satan's always trying to tempt you to make you feel angry or whatever. But you can begin to see it, especially if you're doing the silent prayer every morning and every night. You know, you're doing all that stuff, but it's it's not as complicated as we thought it was. You know, I'm I'm not sure. Actually, Samuel, I'll take a short break here. This will be the last one, then we'll do another five ten minutes. We'll finish up, but I'll ask you about uh, something else. So we'll be right back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back to part three. We may actually have a bonus episode of uh, Samuel, maybe another 15 minutes or so, because um, he has been gracious enough to extend us some more time in his very busy schedule. Right, Samuel? <laughs> <laughs> so in this particular section, I like to kind of talk about um, how people woke up, the actual mechanics of it, as well as just uh, people feeling that they're kind of the outsider in the family and Samuel to set you up on, on my side of the family I'm kind of the black sheep you know I'm always the guy who's doing things that no one really understands trying to do startups quitting a job you know that was good paying to do something else and Jesse kind of talked about this too gotta give him credit you know it seems like in every family there's always this one person that's kind of different you know kind of the rebel and you know a lot of people will say oh they're the uh they're the rebel. They're the one who is misbehaving. But in reality, they're really the one that God is calling, or at least, you know, God is offering the, these, I guess, prospects of waking up. And they tend to be the one who wakes up. And so I'm wondering for you, the idea of, you know, for many are called, few are chosen. You know, sometimes 
the sons and daughters of God are actually considered the black sheep. Well, I guess you'd be the Mexican sheep in the family. So I was <laughs> the brown sheep. The brown sheep. Sorry, <laughs> we got, got focus on color, not ethnicity. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of wondering from your side uh, if you're kind of seen as the the outlier in the family, or has this always been something where you're just kind of re- not rebelling, but you kind of just have a different grain or a different way of living compared to most of your family? Um, yeah, in my my immediate family, like brothers, sisters, and parents, definitely. Um, I've always been like uh, doing something different or like something, you know, I dropped out of high school. I didn't go to college. Um, I, I only have a part-time job and then I have my own business that I'm starting. Um, I sell other things i've sold motorcycles before i've sold speakers electronics oh really Uh, anything that i could sell for a profit i'll sell it it's just it's like i I like to do things different um and and then moving on to more like on a spiritual sense sure i i won't i won't say well me personally i was in that fallen state and i i did a lot of things wrong you know, because of that fallen state, and um, I'm no no more special of being like a black or brown sheep, if you want to call it. <laughs> right. You know, but what I think is special, and I do appreciate like God for for this, is that I'm able to be that light in my family. So. To, to guide them in the right direction, you know. To, That's a great way to, to look point at that it. direction back, back within, and I, and you know, like how I was with the whole water thing, drinking water and getting more healthy. Now it's God, like, all right, you did that on a physical plane. Now it's time to do it in the spiritual you know, in a spiritual standpoint. That's actually like a really good point. People back within. Yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't even thought of how. For me too, it was similar where it started off on all these material, physical things being different. And now all of a sudden there's this new dimension, which is the spiritual side. And I guess that's all part of that searching journey. You're searching for something and by proxy, it finds you, you know, Jesse always would say that how whatever you believe in, it's actually not you believing in it. It's it believing in you. And so that sounds really, really great. I mean, one thing, um, looks like we got some uh, fighter planes over my house but hopefully you guys can still hear me just fine um one thing i wanted to say too is in that fallen state when we're doing all those unrighteous acts you know i've i've kind of found that it wasn't even me doing it it was the sin within me you know whatever it was and the whole idea there is um that you know we're perfect before we're born and we're born into sin and through forgiveness, that's where we break away from that sin and return to the Father and become perfect again. Um, and that's what it kind of sounds like for your experience, too, where, you know, you were doing those things in that fallen state, but now you're just on this other side where you're just realizing who you were all along. And it sounds like you've returned home. You know, I was kind of wondering if that's how it kind of feels now. You know, it's like it feels peaceful. It feels calm. You're taking it one day at a time. You know, it, it's just kind of helpful to help people understand what's it like on the other side. I know we talked about it before, but if there's any other details, you kind of want to tell people like, uh, you know, like imagine you're somebody who went to Hawaii and you're calling into a show to explain to uh, people in the Midwest what Hawaii is like. Uh, similarly, like what's it like being a son of God now, you know, being someone who's awake and, um, you know, how can you kind of explain it to someone who's not awake and any recommendations for him? Um, and it, it's that's a good question. It's um, to me, it's just living life with no fear, and you truly being yourself, and not being happy because of it, or being, you know, and, and it's not a feeling. It's just, it's just peace. That's really the best I could. Uh, describe it yeah because you don't long for anything you don't long for i don't long for 
anything else. Like, I, I don't long for uh, no money. I don't long for a girl. I don't long for like anything else outside of me. It's just I'm living my life day by day, and I'm not. And and I will add that, you know, when you're returned back home, and when because I'm still like kind of uh, growing into like I already forgave I've been born again I forgive my parents but I'm still growing into more into the spirit sure you know because it, is, it hasn't been that long sure so I still have my times where I am um, I guess you could say under attack by Satan and trying to get me back into that fallen state, you know? Yeah, of course. And that's going to happen to to people that do it because once you return back home, the devil is going to send everyone and anything to you to knock you off of that path. So I still have those days, you know, where I'm 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 believing my thoughts. I'm I'm letting them get to me, but the special thing about uh, being born again is your God allows you to see where those that's coming from and allows you to see that truly your thoughts, they're not of yourself. It's not you. You just observe, let them go one in one ear out the other and you just wait and see and one step at a time, continue living your life and your life just unfolds. And it's just so great and amazing. It's it's a good point about how, you know, I think JLP even said this too, where once you wake up, it's not like, oh, I'm awake and now I'm done, you know? So now I don't need to observe my thoughts anymore because I'm a son of God, you know? And it's it's not that easy. Um, but it's not, not easy or hard in an emotional sense. Again, it's a spiritual sense. You have to go through it to understand what Samuel's saying. Because I go through that as well. Um, kind of in my experience, it's been, you know, white people, right? We love our stuff. And so whenever um, I feel that threat of, oh, no, you're going to lose your home or you're going to lose your uh, status or your career, uh, those thoughts are the ones that try to get to me. You know, it's all about prestige. And it's amazing how now I can see them coming and sometimes they still hit me. You know, sometimes I still feel it in my gut and you get that guttural pain, right? It's really spiritual pain where you're kind of repenting because you did worship something else other than God. You know, it's idolatry. Um, so that's kind of like the true definition of idolatry, not the, you know, worshiping a, a camel or something. <laughs> yeah. You're worshiping these concepts other than the kingdom of God. And I, I get caught up in them too from time to time, but kind of like what JLP said, it's a growing process. You, know, you take it one day at a time, you know, maybe it catches you off guard from time to time, but just doubt every thought. And you don't have to worry about it. Um, and again, it's just those thoughts trying to convince you to come back. You know, they say, oh, you're all healed. It'll say, um, oh, you're all holy now. You don't need to do the silent prayer. And it's always meant to be this temptation to pull you back into hell. And that's a really good insight for a lot of people is once you wake up and forgive your parents, do the silent prayer and um, doubt every thought, you know, Satan's still going to try to tempt you through everything and everyone. Um, it's not just inside your head with thoughts, but also with your family. You know, he'll he'll whisper in their ear to come to you to try to tempt you with something else. You know, and it's very, uh, it's, it's really like a huge game that he tries to play. And as long as you're not playing that game, you can always win. But that's a great insight, Sam. So... I think we'll take a short break here and then we'll finish it up with, uh, we'll talk about the biblical question. Alrighty, and we are back for part four or five, I think, of the uh, Doubt Every Thought podcast, episode number 13, the interview with the great Samuel. We talk about a lot of different things, you know, Samuel's experience waking up, how he's seen life, being a black sheep. You know, I'm sure there's other questions too I had, but uh, maybe I cut them out. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you never know in the post-editing. But, um, <laughs> you know, th th we're kind of finishing this one up. And this is where I open it up to kind of talk about encouragement and we'll also talk, talk about the biblical question. But I was kind of wondering if you had any words of encouragement for those 
who are either awake or aren't awake yet. If there's any advice you want to give them or inspiration or perspective, um, you know, being a son of God now. Um, I would just say stick with the silent prayer. Nice. Yeah, that's kind of the key thing. So the silent prayer every morning, every night, it's kind of like an observation of Satan talking to you in your head. Observation of thoughts. That's really what thoughts are. <laughs> so as long as you do the silent prayer every morning, every night, you won't run into any issues. Have you had any uh, times where you've uh, kind of fallen away from the silent prayer? Or have you just always been doing it every morning, every night? Uh, yeah, I've, there's been a few days where I'm so sleepy and tired that I try to do it, but my sleep overtakes me. Okay, yeah. And I just do as much as I can, and <laughs> I go to sleep. I've done that too, but at least you still do yeah. it. Some people... Uh, I'm waiting to interview someone. I'll ask them if they still do it. And if they say, oh, I forgot, I can't wait to tell them to suffer. And I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I I like to stick with it, and I, I've been doing it, and it, it's, it's great. It's like the more you do something, you kind of build that discipline, uh, you know, to, to stick with it. You know, it's like building a, a habit. Yeah. And the silent prayer is, is not like, I mean, you could do it or you can't. If you don't, you know, you you suffer, suffer, yep. suffer, and die. Yeah, and <laughs> die. You could do it. You could do it or you want. If you could do it if you want. Or if you don't, it, it's up to you. But it it does really help, um, because it it's uh, that's another thing that I can't really describe. But one thing I will say is that when you stick with it, God begins to reveal things of yourself that you didn't that you had forgotten or that you didn't know or that you couldn't see before yeah um like like one thing for me is that it, it yesterday it's just it's amazing how god works um yesterday jesse on his show was talking about how a lot of uh women and men you know they they it matters too much to them to find a woman or a man. So, yes, you know, they say that they do the silent prayer and they pretend like they're, you know, sons of God and this and that. But then they still have that other person above them. Like in my case, it will be a woman like that. I that I want a woman so bad. And totally. And I begin to see I, I was beginning. I yeah, just yesterday I saw it for myself, like. And that that is true, you know, and 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 being born again doesn't mean that you do everything like perfect and right. It's just that if you stick with the silent prayer, God will show you the right way to do when it comes, you know. So I totally and, agree. And one of the yeah. yeah, and one of the right things to do is, you know, to not judge yourself over things. Don't just don't just don't judge yourself over things because. You really can't help yourself. Like it's not you. It's it's uh it's spirit. It's a spirit in you. Yeah, I think um, there's something in the Bible. You know, I gotta pull a Bible quote, right? It's something about how Paul says, you know, I do the things that I don't want to do, and I can't do the things that I want to do. You know, and that's a great realization by Paul. And the next step is to realize you're just believing your thoughts, Paul. Stop it. You know, it's. Yeah. And what you're talking about there is completely true about, um, I'm already drawing a blank about what you just said, you know? Oh, it was about, about like having like a God, like where if you're a woman, a man as your right. God, you know, like you want a husband so bad. Right. And as a, as a man, a, a, a wife, like you want a wife so bad. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then two, uh, the devil can quote scripture and there's a lot of people in churches, even in bond, who can quote what Jesse is talking about, you know, they they're able to say those certain things. But and if you're believing the words or the thoughts in your head that you're seeking, this person will be uh, the, the man to replace um, the man I had before. And if you're not paying attention and you're not aware and you're not watching how the man's getting emotional, uh, women are going to be selecting guys or in reality, they're just going to be in a fallen state again, even though they think they're being all holy, you know, and having having sex out of wedlock and 
having two people arguing with each other, which is a lesbian relationship, you know, lesbian. <laughs> lesbian. <laughs> I, I heard him yesterday talking to Scaramucci. And he said, uh, I haven't heard it. I'm going to hear it today. Yeah, it was, uh, it's interesting watching a beta male talk to an alpha male. Um, I can feel my beta coming out of me, like leaving me, but it's just amazing when, when you're in, not in a fallen state anymore, and things that I used to let slip in conversations, I, I sit quietly with patience. This is what Roy Masters talks about. Have patience and firmness where somebody will try to sidestep a conversation and passively agree with you. But kind of like how uh, during the straight pride parade, you're just like, well, no, it's, it's wrong. You know, they'd be like, okay, yeah, I understand. You're like, no, no, no. Like, what do you think? You know, it's this very direct when you're not in a fallen state anymore, you live a very direct, peaceful life. And that's all I can really tell people now is, you know, whether, whether you choose to forgive or not, um, I really think the only choice you have is either to follow God or to follow Satan. And you can choose to follow Satan if you want to and suffer and die. Um, but if you actually do want to have peace in your life, um, and you want to know what God is all about, then go and forgive your parents, you know, do the silent prayer, and doubt every thought and to kind of build off Samuel that last thing you mentioned um, for the silent prayer JLP says this too how it just seems to build upon itself it's what you said right it just builds and reveals these things about you that you didn't even know that you were hiding from yourself or you didn't know that it was a strength within you that God's given you and that's been my experience too where the more I do it the more I want to do it but it's an active choice every time I do the silent prayer. And it's, I, I just got to confirm that what you're saying is completely true, man. So it's cool. Yep. I think, um, okay, we'll take one more break and we'll actually get to the, the final two questions. <laughs> All right, man. I got time. <laughs> I like this. Alrighty, and we are back. We're having an amazing time with uh, Samuel on episode number 13 of the Doubt Every Thought podcast. My name is Jacob. So Samuel, I got two questions for you. Um, question number one, are you an alpha or beta? <laughs> alpha! Alpha! <laughs> alpha male. I think that's great. I, I have to agree. I can't... Uh, can't deny that, especially when I saw you at the uh, Straight Pride Parade, just spitting, uh, spitting truth. Well, really, God speaking truth through you. You're balling. That's right. <laughs> and then uh, the second question. So, JLP has a church called Bond Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, and we have a weekly biblical question, which is all about knowing yourself. And for this particular week, JLP has an interesting one. I wanted to see what. Uh, what Samuel thought. So Samuel, the biblical question of this week is, what is the kingdom of heaven like to you? And I was wondering what you kind of thought about that. Man. Um, you know, I haven't put much thought into this question. It's just so indescribable <laughs> the, the, what the kingdom of God is. I, I'm not even going to lie to you, man. I, I, I don't know nice besides saying it's indescribable so i won't you know just I, i'm not gonna just say something yeah to have a good uh, answer just to, to say it. Yeah, that's man. actually that's actually a great answer is to say it's indescribable uh that might actually be the best answer um because i've a lot of times when you go to church and they ask you these questions you try to come up with an answer that sounds good the good thing about our church that we go to is sometimes the answer is you say i got no clue man <laughs> and that's a legit yeah. answer but I totally agree with you how it's indescribable it's like what you said it's it's the absence of everything you know, it's the absence of yeah. um, emotion and thought and thoughts can still be happening around you but it's the absence of like believing your thoughts you know and you're just kind of looking at the world and just observing and discerning but I love simple answers man it makes life easy um but yeah, I mean, those were all the things I felt like covering today, man. I mean, is there anything you kind of want to talk about, you know, with me or if there's things you want to tell people who are listening to this, 
you know, anything. It's really just an open table now for just kind of chatting. <laughs> oh, right on. Well, I, I will plug myself in. Do it. Um, I, I wasn't able to uh, say in the beginning when I was introducing myself, but I have a auto detailing business that I've just started um, during this Corona time. And I polish cars. I wax cars. Um, I do carpet and seat cleanings. Um, I do headlight restorations and I do removal of small scratches as well. Um, and I'm soon will be, uh, installing, uh, ceramic coatings, which are, uh, protective layers, uh, over the paint that last three to six to nine years. I'll soon start doing that. Um, that and amazing. just, uh, amazing thing about it is that since i since this coronavirus thing started and i forgave my parents and i i was born again of the spirit of god i have courage now i have no fear i don't worry about oh will my business survive oh well i have enough money for this i just do um and i just work and my business is growing even during this time where the rest of the world is burning, but my business is flourishing. That's great. So, and yeah, I just want to say that. And what was the name of the company? How can people find out about it? Uh, it's called SCLA Auto Detailing. You can find me on Facebook, um, SCLA Auto Detailing. And then on Instagram, uh, same name, just no spaces. You'll find it. It's the blue logo. I love it. And he has some great tutorial videos that shows you how he actually does the process. So if you want to find someone you can trust, you can actually go and watch him look at these great tutorials and I highly recommend it. So SCLA Auto Detailing with Samuel. So that's really that's really it for the podcast, man. I think we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here and we'll see you guys on the next episode of DoubtEveryThought.com. See you soon. Bye.